This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Good morning, I'm Jim Lang, and welcome to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Well, last week, if you recall, we spoke to Steve Fitzsimmons of Hanover Raceway on the show, and he spoke about the upcoming Ontario Women's Driving Championship taking place with the first leg kicking off next Saturday at Hanover, and one of the driving participants is Maggie Jones, who last year went through a breast cancer diagnosis and thankfully is on the road to recovery. Maggie and her driving counterparts will be raising funds for a breast cancer charity called Harness the Hope, a charity that was funded by the Dustin family 17 years ago and that has deep roots within the harness racing community. With this charity, each driver will donate a percentage of their purse winnings to the cause and the five tracks involved in the series, including Hanover, will have individual fundraising initiatives. Shortly, we will meet Maggie as she prepares for the start of the Driving Championship Series next Saturday at Hanover. In addition, well, if you recall, several times during the show, we've reported about Woodbine jockey Sheena Ryan, who a few months ago was badly injured in a training accident and a woodbine backstretch accident well shortly we will hear from sheena and check in on her status as she recuperates from the injury and find out how the recovery process is going and what her future plans entail also today well speaking of jockeys and you're talking about ajax downs and the name brian bell must be part of the conversation as brian has perennially been a leading rider at the quarter horse track for years and according to record keeping equibase in his career brian has ridden over three thousand seven. 700 quarter horses and the winners of almost seven million dollars surely we will meet brian and find out about what it's like to be a quarter horse jockey at ajax downs and finally while he's back co-host larry simpson will once again try to sniff out some potential betting gems at woodbine woodbine mohawk park and some other north american tracks that are racing today with their ponies picks today sponsored by rocket ship racing it's going to be a great show so you better get your hpi and dark horse accounts ready to go for some heavy duty action today when we come back my co-host larry simpson will join us as we catch up on some recent horse racing news. This is Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. More from the track when we come back on 105.9 The Region. Go from dark horse to winner. Dark Horse is Woodbine's new easy-to-use betting app that brings the thrill of the track right to you. Its AI-powered insights and strategies help you make smarter bets straight out of the gate. Feel the excitement of live-streamed horse races wherever you go. Get $30 to start betting when you sign up today using promo code GET30. Download the app for free at PlayDarkHorse.com. Available on Android and Apple devices. The Horsemen's Benevolent and Protective Association of Ontario, the HBPA, has represented thoroughbred owners and trainers at Woodbine and Fort Erie racetracks since 1950. The HBPA provides members and their hardworking employees with medical insurance, pensions, benevolence, negotiations with racetracks and government and provides vital industry information to the horse people. For more information on the HBPA of Ontario, please visit our website at hbpa.on.ca. Lymphoma Canada and Ponies 24-7 recommend that you don't horse around with lymphoma. Lymphoma affects the lymphatic system of both horses and humans, and currently there are over 100,000 Canadians living with the disease. Lymphoma is also the most common cancer diagnosis for adolescents and young adults. Visit lymphoma.ca slash ponies to donate to the Don't Horse Around with Lymphoma campaign. With your help, we can promote early detection, assist newly diagnosed patients, and support lymphoma research. This is 105.9 The Region. 
Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. I'm Jim Lang, and let me introduce to you the Con Smythe winner of all things ponies, the MVP, Larry Simpson. How are you, Larry? I'm doing okay. How about you, Jim? Excellent, excellent. Uh, lots going on in the summer. We're into July. Things are getting hot and heavy, and there's some news involving friend of the show, uh, your buddy, Flo Giroux. Yeah, Flo has decided to uh, pack up his tack and move to Delmar this summer, which is kind of an interesting move. And uh, yeah, I guess uh, I, I've noticed that Flo has not been riding as much for uh, Brad Cox lately. And uh, I guess probably maybe that was one of the reasons why he's decided to uh, move out to, to Delmar. Now, the other thing is the purse money is so good at Delmar as well. Why is that, Larry? Uh, well, it's, it's one of those boutique meets, right, that uh, people wait for for the whole year, and they, hmm. they race at Del Mar. It's like Saratoga. It's the, um, Del Mar would be the Saratoga of California, right? And, so there's and, there's money in it for flu, potentially. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I think he just looked at, uh, there were some opportunities there. He had been riding at uh, Churchill Downs, and then normally he, he would go to someplace like Ellis Park, and then you know, ride the occasional stakes race because he was always having first call for a lot of horses and that. But uh, the, the purse money at, uh, you know, at Delmar is, is a lot more than what it would be at Ellis Park in, in Kentucky or any of those other tracks. So Interesting. You have some news concerning a gentleman, Jeff Gurrell? Yeah, Jeff Gurrell, uh, who is the uh, uh, basically the owner of Tioga Downs and Vernon Downs and the main principal of the Meadowlands racetrack, uh, uh, Jeff has been uh, nominated by President Biden to be part of his administration as chair of the Public Buildings Reform Board, which wow. uh, is a huge honor for Jeff. Well, no kidding. Yeah. Being yeah. tagged by the president to take over a portfolio like that. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. Good uh, Good. Good on Jeff. And uh, Jeff's a great guy. I've known Jeff for a really long time. And then uh, they got a pretty good man doing that now. So So who fills the voids of those, uh, uh, all those racetracks now? Well, Jason Settlemore, friend of the show. Yep. Uh, Jason is uh, basically the uh, president in, of uh, the Meadowlands and Tioga and, and Vernon. So uh, he'll be probably uh, uh, taking most of well, He He pretty well runs the show anyway. So... Uh, um, I'm not sure what uh, time uh, yeah, restraints yeah, yeah. that uh, Jeff is going to have put on his time with this uh, type of uh, nomination, but uh, you know, that remains to be seen. So, Yeah, there's numerous articles about it. And, uh, you know, you get a nomination like that. Unfortunately, the president and the administration and the president's chief of staff says, hey, we need you in D.C. Well, you got to kind of go to D.C. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, like Jeff, uh, Jeff basically... Uh, uh, I know, uh, like he has the three race tracks, uh, you know, under his eye and that. But uh, he he goes back and forth to them. But uh, as I say, he's got he's got pretty good staff with uh, Jason leading it there. That's pretty cool. Well, next Saturday, Hanover Raceway will be hosting the first leg of the Ontario Women's Driving Championship, an event where breast cancer research is the ultimate winner. And joining us today is one of the driving participants, Maggie Jones, who has a very special connection to this year's series. Maggie, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Oh, thank you for having me. Well, just let's talk about the charity and why this is so important to you, Maggie. Um, well, last year I was actually diagnosed with breast cancer um, in May. 
So I wasn't really sure if I would get to participate in the event. I was um, lined up to participate in it. But uh, as we were discussing surgery and whatnot, um, it became very apparent that uh, it was going to sort of conflict with the driving championship. But I was managed to delay my surgery by a week so I could participate. So last year was very emotional because of what I was going through. Um, and this year, I'm just delighted to be able to go back and support the Harness the Hope for Breast Cancer as a survivor um, to give back. And also, hopefully, you know, maybe shine a ray of light for anybody else who's going through a diagnosis or treatment, just to see that you can come back from it and have um, like your normal old life back. Talk about the uh, Harness the uh, for Hope uh, charity, Maggie, and what it's all about. Oh, so Harness the Hope is um, a harness racing charity where they fully support breast cancer, um, both for research, so they donate money for research, and then they also help people who are going through breast cancer. So they have care packages, they offer support and guidance. Um, last year when I was at Dresden and the girls found out what I was going through the next week, they had a beautiful little care package for me that they generally give out to patients. They are just the most kind um, and supportive group out there that I've ever encountered. I'm speaking with Maggie Jones, and you can follow her on Instagram at MJJones7. Obviously, racing is in your blood. When did you catch the racing bug? When did this become such a big part of your life, Maggie? Uh, I was actually born into it. My dad was uh, a trainer and a driver, so I grew up around the horses and going to the racetrack. I was always told, though, my parents encouraged me to go out and have a career and do the horses as more of a, a pastime. So I listened to their guidance and I went off to school and I became a teacher and a professor. Um, but I always dabbled in it and kept my hands in it. And then I eventually moved back home. I did all my schooling in the States. Um, and I came back home and I went to the track and I met my husband. And so he runs a stable and I help him out all the time. So I've been actively involved from a very, very young age. And I've been driving for about 10 years. What were you a professor of, Maggie? Um, I teach biology, chemistry, and math. Oh, brainiac, Larry. <laughs> brainiac. Wow. <Yeah. laughs> what what yeah, was it's it? It's good. It's fun. I enjoy it. Yeah. What was it that uh, made you want to uh, get behind the uh, the bike, so to speak, and uh, get behind the horse and, and, and actually drive? Oh, I have a really strong competitive streak. Um, and honestly, growing up, there weren't very many women for us, well, for me to look up to. Um, and I just, I really wanted to get out there too. And I said it to my dad one day. And he said, I'll never forget, he said to me, there's no reason a girl can't drive with the boys here and go school this horse. And I got to go in a schooler, which is just like a, a practice race behind the gate. They, there's times, but there's no record of it. And uh, I fell in love with it. And my dad gave me a little horse to get my license with and race. And I just always, I love going fast. I love the competitiveness of it. I love the, the tactical strategy going into a race. Um, I love everything about it. What was it like your first win, Maggie? Oh, my first win was just the best. It was on a horse called Puka. Um, and it was just 
I couldn't believe I won. It kind of took me a minute. <laughs> and then I went back by the barns and my husband was like, did you win? And I'm like, I think so. <laughs> and one of the other guys was like, yeah, you actually won. And the starter was like, yes, you won. And then I cheered. <laughs> I was just kind of in a state of shock that I had done it. That's great, Larry. Let's talk about the uh, the driving championship. Last year was your, your first year competing, right? Um, why did you want to be part of it? Oh, I just, I think it's a wonderful initiative. Um, for one thing, to help promote to get more women into the sport. Like I said, growing up, there weren't very many women out there driving. We tend to always stay in the background, and there's lots of girls involved, just more in a supportive role. Um, so I really like the fact that I could kind of be a leader to maybe encourage more women to get involved and also to help show the men and the younger guys coming into it that women can do this too. We're just as good. One of my proud, my proudest moments is that my son knows that mommy can do everything daddy can do. <laughs> um, and I just love to promote that attitude and also for the charity. So last year we supported Harness the Hope as well. And, uh, even before I was diagnosed, it's just, again, it's raising money for such a great cause. I, I just couldn't say no. Well, thanks to your efforts and those of your compatriots, I mean, are you noticing the needle moving? Are you noticing more women about to enter harness racing? Yes, and it is fantastic. So this year we have two more women driving with us, so two new faces. Um, we have three new tracks added. And I'm also racing at Georgian Downs on Saturday, and there's another girl in the race with me. So there'll be two of us on the track at once with the boys. So it, I am starting to see them, things change, and it's just absolutely fantastic to kind of think maybe we've had a little hand in helping do that. What would it feel like to win the championship this year, Maggie? Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> there would probably be a lot of tears. Um, the women that I'm up against are amazing horsewomen, fantastic drivers, fierce competitors. So it'll be tough, um, but it would just be amazing. <laughs> you know, Maggie, I think for a lot of people listening to you, they hear about your competitive spirit. Is it something that you were born into? Your talk about your competitive was when you get to the starting gate, or is it something you live with your life and it's a day-to-day -day thing with you? It's pretty much day-to-day. -day. Um, we always stay at home. In my family, we keep a running tally of every board game that we play. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it's in me. <laughs> That's awesome. So, with with you, it, 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 it was the typical thing, right? Your, your, your father was a driver, and then you worked yeah. around the track a little bit, and you met your husband and that. Uh, maybe for our some of our older listeners than that, that have been around, older people like myself, <laughs> uh, who is your dad? And, uh, and uh, you know, I guess, what was it that made you want to be around the racetrack with him all the time? Um, so my dad was Don Wilcox. He was based out of Midland, and he raced a lot at the old Barry Raceway um, and Georgian Downs. And he was part of, once he retired from racing, he did uh, their security back in the LASIK area and was sort of the horse guy in the security world. Um, and as for why I wanted to get into it, I always just loved the horses. I think I was riding before I could walk. So I always was taking along with my dad to the track. 
I had my own pet racehorse called Lumbo Meds. I'll never forget him. Um, he was just like a great big dog that was a horse, and I could take him to the yeah. track and lead him around and bath him and do everything. So I was attached to him like crazy. And uh, it was just, I always got to tag along with my dad everywhere he went, and I just absolutely gravitated to it. Um, and I always had a horse of my own, and then once I actually got to start racing, I kind of saw the other side of it with um, the, the adrenaline rush and more of the hands-on strategy, and it was just something that I've been completely addicted to since. Uh, Maggie, you had talked about being a teacher. I mean, that's quite an impressive uh, uh, you know, profession you had and what you were teaching. Were you thinking horse racing the whole time you were teaching, or was there a point where, like, you know what, this is what I want to do full-time? Um, I've always gotten, my parents always steered me towards going to school so I could support myself with the horses. So I always kind of say my day job supports my passion. Um, and so it just allows me a bit more freedom. He's my husband. Um, he runs the full stable of 12 to 16 horses at a time. And I always have one or two of my own horses that are just mine that I race. Um, and I just, it's kind of an, a nice compliment. Plus, I went to school for so long that although I would love to do horses full time, that would be a dream. I spent so much money and so many years <laughs> going through school, I can't really say no to my day job. <laughs> so, do you mind if I ask where you're teaching now, Maggie? I teach at Georgian College here in Barrie. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. All right, getting back to the uh, driving championship, you're at, you're at Hanover. Uh, today mm-hmm. and Natasha Day is in there and she's the defending champion uh, how are you planning on uh, defeating right. her <laughs> <laughs> I don't know yet <laughs> um, <laughs> honest the, answer <laughs> once, yeah once the entries come out I'll take a look and kind of see the horses and then hope to gosh we have a whole lot of luck <laughs> Well, I'm sure you will have a lot of luck on your side, Maggie. It's an absolute pleasure to speak to you. Thank you so much for everything you're doing, uh, helping uh, raise money and awareness for breast cancer research and everything you're doing to promote women in harness racing. It's uh, greatly appreciated by Larry and myself, that's for sure. Uh, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. When we come back, Woodbine jockey Sheena Ryan will join us on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Stay tuned. We will be right back. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Follow us on Twitter at 1059theregion. We'll be right back. Enjoy the thrill of the race anytime with HPIBet.com, the number one betting site for experienced horse players. Join for free and watch and wager when you can't bet at the track. Stream live racing from over 500 tracks from around the world. Bet with ease from anywhere. It's safe and secure. Sign up today and get one month free live race streaming. Plus, for a limited time, get a $100 bonus and your first bet is on us. Go to HPIBet.com to join for free today. Costa, the Central Ontario Standard Bread Association, proudly serving Ontario horse people. Costa, helping to ensure and support a collaborative and vibrant harness racing industry based on integrity and accountability. For more information, please visit the Costa website at costaonline.com or call 905-854-2672. 
Ontario Racing. The excitement of thoroughbred, standardbred, and quarter horse racing at 15 racetracks. We are the voice of the Ontario horse racing industry, and we direct breed improvement programs, set annual race dates, and work on attracting new horse owners and race fans. Ontario Racing is committed to supporting a vibrant industry with one vision, working together for a stronger horse racing community. To get your horsepower, go to OntarioRacing.com and experience the excitement. Ontario Racing, three breeds, one vision. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Well, friend of the show, Woodbine jockey Sheena Ryan joining us today. And for Sheena, well, without a doubt, the 2022 racing season didn't exactly start off as planned. She was injured in a training accident at Woodbine earlier the racing season. Lately, Sheena has been going through rehab for injuries with the goal of being back in the saddle shortly. And when she is joining us today, we're so thrilled to have you. Sheena, welcome to Ponies 24-7. We are so happy that you're able to join us on the phone today. Oh, I'm happy to be here. Hello, everybody. <laughs> well, hello. And the horse racing community, really eager to get an update. How are you feeling and how's your rehab going? I'm feeling uh, good and my rehab's going well. I'm starting to walk now. Um, so that's a good improvement. <laughs> and uh, just taking it day by day, I have an apex, which is holding my pelvis straight. So... It's basically bars inside of your body that stick outside of your body. Oof. And they get taken out August 4th, so I'm looking forward to that. I bet but you I'm are. I'm able to walk with them, so that's okay. Well, that, I mean, just that in itself must make you feel like there's hope, right, Gina? Yes, yes. Like, I see improvement every day, so I'm feeling really good about this now. You know, come a long way again, so... Here we are. <laughs> Larry, talk about the injury a bit, Sheena. It was it happened on the backstretch, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Um, no, it was just kind of a fluke or freak thing that happened uh, working with these animals or, you know, even life in general. Little freaky things will happen sometimes. And this horse had never done anything wrong, and I don't know why, but she bolted and went through the outside rail, and we landed, unfortunately, on cement. And then she fell on me and shattered my pelvis. I broke my elbow and my knee, and I had a concussion. So, you know, there's a list of things there. You know, Sheena, I think the thing that jumps out at anyone that knows you or looks at your Instagram is it's all positive and all positivity, and you're just a happy person by nature. How much has that been a factor in you getting through this difficult stretch and getting to where you are right now in your rehab? Well, to be honest, you know, I was pretty devastated at the beginning because I suffered an injury last year and then, you know, I didn't even get started. So in the beginning, it was really tough. Um, but now, you know, because of this injury, I'm back home with my parents. I see so many benefits and blessings from it. Um, the back stretch at Woodbine, it was so nice. They held a softball tournament to raise money for me. And it really brought the racing community together. It's really bringing people together. And there's just so much love and support. So, you know, so many good things are coming from it. So it's hard to be negative about it because I see all the blessings. And sometimes you don't see them right away. But, you know, usually when you suffer, you can grow from it and be better. So 
I'm in that state now, which is good. <laughs> yeah, and one of the issues, Sheena, was that uh, you, you you got injured uh, last late last year, I guess it was, yeah. and you I guess the, you didn't basically ride enough, and uh, so the insurance kind of ran out. Is that correct? Or well, the insurance is based on the amounts that you rode the previous year, so you know it really sucked for me because I got injured September 11th last year. So that put me out for the rest of the season. So I didn't get to get a chance to make winter money. And then because I didn't ride much last year, my insurance isn't going to be that much this year. I'll get a little bit, but not much. And that's why people like my friend Isabel Wentz, she, she's the one who started to go fund me and really raised awareness. And everybody's like, oh, yeah, you know, and that's where the community and the love and support is so important. You know, we're all competing against each other, but at the same time, we're all there for each other. And, you know, it's unbelievable. Like I'm overwhelmed with the support from people because, you know, you're just trying to make money and stuff and I get going and then it's like, boom, I'm out again. So it really, really, really helped me out that everybody pitched in and, oh, like it's just like a huge weight off my shoulders. You know, Sheena, while you're you're going through the rehab with the goal of getting back on the horse, so much technology has improved in protection for goalies and hockey and different sports. Is there anything jockeys can wear lightweight that would protect you more in case something like this, God forbid, ever happens again? Um, you know, they are coming out. I know Emma, Emma Wilson, and them were playing around with these vests before. That. Uh, they like when you fall off. I think they expand. Yeah, the, oh, the inflatable ones. They were doing ones. something yeah. for motorcycles with that. So yeah, I don't know if yeah. It'd be something that would be good. Um, you know, obviously helmets and stuff. They they seem like they're always constantly improving the helmets. And thank God because my helmet saved my life, and that is so important. And you know, even the vest that I did wear, like that helped. Because I did fracture a couple vertebrae, but the doctor said I would have broke my back if it wasn't on me. So, oh. you know, like that's, so I don't know what's going to happen. Um, I know that Emma, there was a few jockeys, uh, maybe this was like a couple of years ago now, that were in, like interested in looking into that stuff. So maybe they are still, but that is something because I heard about motorcycle people wearing those kind of vests that blow up and can expand and stuff to help. So maybe that's something that they can add for horse racing because I don't think it would be much for weight. Yeah. Well, actually, there is a bit of a movement afoot uh, to get that inflatable uh, vest uh, maybe in the hands of some of the jockeys and that because basically what it, you know, it's very big in the motorcycle uh, races, what, what I understand anyways. And uh, if the, the rider comes off, uh, it, it basically just expands. So it just lessens the shock in that. If, if that technology had been in place, you know, when you got hurt, do you think it probably would have saved you, uh, you know, from a lot of this injury? It would have definitely helped for sure. Now, a horse falls on you. I don't know if there's much you can do about that. Yeah. And that's what happened to me, unfortunately, because she fell over the fence and landed on me. Um, but um, I do feel like, you know, if that can help motorcycles, then definitely could help us. You know, like less impact is better for us for anything. So that would be something that maybe when I get back next year, like this year, I'm 
I'm going to be out for the rest of this year, but next year looking into those things and I'll probably be in touch with Emma and see what her thoughts are on it as well. Speaking with friend of the show and friend to all in the horse racing community, Woodbine Jockey, Sheena Ryan. You can follow her on Instagram at SheenaRyan16. Take us through a typical day for you now. I think a lot of listeners would like to know, because you're very popular among the horse racing community, what your day is like, Sheena. Um, Well, I guess I my only job is to heal now. So I wake up, I drink um, on an empty stomach. I have this vitamin water, the powder all natural ingredients, athletic greens is what it's called. So I drink that on an empty stomach, I wait 30 minutes, then I have my protein shake, I have my vitamins, um, I do my yoga exercises, what I can do, stretching and opening up my body, do a little bit of walking, and I help my parents around the house. So, you know, I'm. that's kind of the therapy, just keeping my head in a good space, reading good books, listening to different podcasts, Um, I think whenever you're down, and this is for anybody that's listening, whenever you're down and out, um, it's a great time to learn something new, whatever you're interested in, you got time. So pick up a book, listen to a podcast, expand and see what inspires you and then go for it because that's, what's going to keep you getting out of bed in the morning. Cause if you think about all the things you can't do, it can get a little depressing. (laughs) That's a, no, it's a great way to look at life, Sheena. Yes. Great advice. Yeah. You mentioned uh, yoga, uh, Sheena, and if you recall, a couple of years ago, I interviewed you for the Ponies magazine, and uh, we talked about your yoga studio and, and what you were doing in that. Is that still in the plans, that once you're feeling a little bit better in that, that you'll yeah. get back into teaching the yoga? Yes. Um, I was, uh, because of COVID, I was just teaching online. Um, I did have a little studio at Woodbine Racetrack for the backstretch employees. Um, I was going to start that back up this year, but, you know, change plans. Hmm. Um, but yes, I will be starting the yoga again. I might even be starting online in another month, like once I get my bars out of really gentle therapeutic yoga for anyone that wants to join in. Um, yeah, like I love teaching yoga and I think it's something that, Everybody can do every day to help yourself feel better. That's oh. interesting, no. though. The, the how, how can you teach yoga online? Like, like take me through that. Um, I use Zoom, mm-hmm. and it is a little bit, you know, it's a different kind of class because I can't see everybody, so really have to explain things. I really let everyone know, like, if something hurts or doesn't feel good for your body, then don't do it. Um Yeah, like I basically have a camera set up in my little yoga room that I have at my house. And so they can see me. I I just mute everybody so then they can just hear me and not everyone else. And then everybody just does yoga. Um, Usually it's a really gentle, like easy kind of class. So what is it? But I want to do more in person. I miss, I miss teaching in person. And Sheena, to that end, I mean, the yoga and all the rehab, what has your physicians and your doctors and specialists said about your timeline to getting back in the horse and what you're allowed or not allowed to do at the beginning? Um, well, they're actually quite pleased at how far I've come. Like, they're really surprised, quite honestly. Um, now, because uh, I'm waiting for bones to grow, that's why I have this apex in for another month so it'll be three months with this thing in but that's 
I'll see the doctor and get another update on August 4th. Um, until that's out, they haven't given me a timeline on when I can be back riding, per se. I would say I could probably be on horses this winter and start getting fit again. As for this season, um, I think I'd be pushing it, trying to, you know, that's an unrealistic thing because once these bars are in, I still got to get fit and mm-hmm. I'm walking normal again because I'm walking, but I, I don't walk good, mm-hmm. but I walk. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I walk good. I walk, but you know. So I, I'm, I'm going to put you on the spot here. The plan is you're going to be back riding next year, right? That's the plan, you know, um, as uh, long as the doctors think I'm good to go and everything sorts out, like I already miss riding in the morning. I think the biggest thing that I miss is watching the sunrise while I'm Mm -hmm. riding horses in the morning. Like, you know, what a blessing it is to be able to ride these magnificent animals. Um, And for all those that are galloping and stuff, like just favor that and really appreciate it because when you don't have it, then you really see how lucky you were just to do that. And then, you know, winning races and riding races is just a bonus on top of everything. So, um, yeah, that's the plan for now. Um, But like I said, I just got to take one day at a time. And when I go to see my orthopedic surgeon on August 4th, then I'll get more answers and see where I can go from there. And then therapy-wise, I can start doing a little more as well. Well, Sheena, it goes without saying that the entire horse racing, woodbine, jockey community, fans of horse racing, our listeners, Larry and myself, we are all behind you 100%. We just can't say enough good things about you, your attitude, and your ability to fight through this. And there's a lot of people pulling for you and can't wait to bet for you and bet on you the next time you're in a woodbine race. It's going to be awesome. (laughs) Thank you. Yes, I can't wait. I, you know, like I said, I miss it. Um, I can't wait to ride horses again. I just, when you love it, and some people think you're crazy, like, oh, you keep getting injured. When are you going to give it up? But, you know, there's people in the hospital that got in car accidents and, what, you're never going to drive a car again? Yeah. You know? And this whole crazy thing, I'm, people have been calling me crazy for 50 years. It's overrated. Don't even worry about that. Yeah, you know. It's like, well, if you love it and your heart's in it, you got to do what you love. Yeah, absolutely. Follow your heart. Like, what else, what's, what's life for, you know? Well, Sheena, you're, you're the best, and we're pulling for you. And thank you so much for joining us, and all the best with your rehab and the rest of your summer. Oh, thank you so much, and all the best to you guys, and have a great day. You too. Take care. She is awesome. After the break, when we come back, Ajax Downs jockey Brian Bell will join us on Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Stay tuned. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Listen live at 1059theregion.com. Live in Ontario? Ever dreamt about owning a racehorse? You need to take Ontario Racing's Horse Ownership 101 Virtual Seminars. Join horse racing expert Elisa Blow and learn about standard bred and thoroughbred ownership opportunities in Ontario with options for every price point. These free sessions are available in a one-on-one setting or as a group. For a list of seminar dates and to book your ownership seminar, go to ontarioracing.com horse ownership today. 
Enjoy the thrill of the race anytime with HPIBet.com, the number one betting site for experienced horse players. Join for free and watch and wager when you can't bet at the track. Stream live racing from over 500 tracks from around the world. Bet with ease from anywhere. It's safe and secure. Sign up today and get one month free live race streaming. Plus, for a limited time, get a $100 bonus and your first bet is on us. Go to HPIBet.com to join for free today. Live Harness Racing continues at the Meadowlands Racetrack every Friday and Saturday evening with a post time of 6.20 p.m. The Big Games Championship meet is highlighted by the Meadowlands Pace on July 16th, and on August 6th, it's the famed $1 million Hamiltonian, headlining an exceptional day of stakes events with a special post time of 12 noon. Watch and wager on all of the Big M's exciting harness racing action through your HBI bet account and Dark Horse app and be part of the Meadowlands Racing Experience. Visit PlayMeadowlands.com for racing details. COSA, the Central Ontario Standard Bread Association, proudly serving Ontario horse people. COSA, helping to ensure and support a collaborative and vibrant harness racing industry based on integrity and accountability. For more information, please visit the COSA website at COSAonline.com or call 905-854-2672. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing, is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. All right, welcome back to Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. Well, quarter horse jockey Brian Bell joining us today, and Brian is a perennial leading quarter horse jockey at Ajax Town. And Brian, as always, for the first time, welcome to the show. Larry and I are thrilled to have you on. Oh, thank you very much. I'm glad to be on. Well, it's great. I mean, for a lot of people, they're intrigued by quarter horse racing. Uh, let's talk about your career. How did you get into being a quarter horse jockey? Well, honestly, I started back uh, back when I was 15 uh, through actually high school, uh, through our co-op program, and uh, I wanted to become a vet and uh, make a short story become a short story here. Uh, I started uh, started riding. They said I got a good seat. I found an owner that had quarter horses from back home, which is uh, Brigden, Ontario. And he started putting me on quarter horses, started breaking, and ended up uh, coming to Toronto. No, that's fascinating, Larry. So what was it that you liked about, uh, was it just the fact that the quarter horses were there, or, or did you have a, an a, a attraction to the, the quarter horse sport? Uh, actually, I had a, a big attraction to the quarter horse sport after seeing my first, um, uh, the, the, the very first stake race at Futurity, the, the Strawberry Futurity, um, down in Oklahoma. And uh, I watched it. And I'm like, that's what I want to do. It's like going from zero to 60. And very, did, very fast pace. Now, the first time you did it competitively, was it shocking, scary, exhilarating? What was going through your mind? Oh, it, just, it was just an uh, adrenaline rush. It was just phenomenal. You get off, your legs are just shaking. It's uh, just an awesome, awesome feeling. And believe it or not, I win my very first out. What? <laughs> uh, through, uh, through disqualification, one of the horses <laughs> came over. I, I finished second. The winner ended up getting uh, pushed down, and they pushed me up to, to win my very first race. Well, that's a good omen. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> on, on that note, uh, let's talk about some of your other career highlights. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, oh, yeah, I won... Uh, Many, many, many stake races uh, throughout uh, Canada and some, some in the in the northern part of the U.S. Uh, down in uh, Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Um, I've also uh, done really well at the Congress, which was uh, at Beulah Park. 
that's held uh, every September and October. Um, I've, yeah, I've, I've had very, very, very good success. Brian, I think a lot of people listening assume, well, if I'm a jockey and a thoroughbred, it's the same technique as riding a quarter horse, the way I position myself. But is it different? What's the different techniques you use to ride a quarter horse to victory than, say, maybe a jockey would and a thoroughbred? Well, what I what I find now, I'm not uh, a thoroughbred jockey, but I've had uh, um, I've done a lot of uh, exercising in thoroughbreds. But there's more uh, more of a strategy with thoroughbreds than the quarter horses. The quarter horses, you just pray that your horses are good in the gate because once those gates open, you better be tied on because you're going. Where the thoroughbreds, you got you know the gates open, you got time to think a bit where where to position, keep the position, when to make your move. It's uh, very 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 timed, right? Hmm. Is is there? And what I find is it's almost like going from watching a NASCAR race to a drag race. That's how I compare the thoroughbreds okay. to the quarter horses. Yeah, is there a, a difference uh, between the size of say yourself and a, and a thoroughbred jockey, like weight wise? Weight wise, we are um, we are a lot heavier. We we carry more weight on the quarter horse because it's a shorter uh, shorter distance and compared to the thoroughbreds, we're almost about a twenty pound difference between. Uh, a thoroughbred jockey and a quarter horse jockey. Did you have any family business? Have family ties to horse racing before you really got deep into it? No, you know that's the funny part. That's funny that you say that. Not one of my family members are into horses. Not into farming. Not into animals. Not into anything. Really? <laughs> yes. That's that's interesting. Now, when I spoke to you to to set up this this interview with you, Brian. I mentioned that Equibase had credited you with 738 winners in your career, and you thought that was a little light. Is that true? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, you know what? Honestly, yeah, I did, because what happens is, uh, so we have different, what we call um, different kind of breeds in quarter horse. We have, like, we have paint, paint races, which are not recognized by the AQHA back in, back in the days, that, uh, like back like 15 years ago, and uh, those were not credited to winners. And I've won a quite a few uh, paint races. Um, not as many as quarter horses, but I've, I, I bet you they're still shy about 20 wins on there. Really? What's, <laughs> what's the quarter horse jockey community like for people who don't understand, Brian? Are you guys tight? I know it's competitive, but is, it, is there a tight bond? Because there's not as much as you as there would be thoroughbred jockeys or standard bred riders. Yeah, you know what? We, we are a very, very tight community. We, 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 there, there is like... Offhanders at Ajax Downs. I want to say offhand is about maybe maybe fifteen riders at the at the most. Um, trainers we have give or take 20, 25 trainers. Owners there we might have give or take even fifty owners. Like it's a small community, um, but we are getting we we are hopefully getting bigger within the next few years. And you also have some uh, thoroughbred ties uh, to the business, correct? Yes, I do. I do. Uh, between uh, my wife and I, we also break quite a few thoroughbreds throughout the season, um, mostly in the fall, but we do have the odd ones. Um, we usually break around uh, around the 20, 25 uh, yearlings, uh, yearlings a year. Um, we have a good, great clientele for the farm. Um, we're located up in Lindsay, uh, B&B uh, uh, Racing Stables um, and B&B Farms up in Lindsay. And... Uh, yeah, we we do have uh, a good tie with the with the Woodbine racetrack. Well, Brian, for people who maybe don't understand, what is involved in breaking a horse? Breaking is uh, you're you're starting up the young horses as year as year late yearlings coming to. Um, you're putting that saddle on. You're you're getting them used to people. 
you're, you're putting the long lines on them, which is driving them, putting a mouth on them so you can have steering. And then you, 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 you do the, the leg up. You, know, you swing a leg over for the first time and, uh, and hope everything goes well. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> <laughs> any, any milestones you haven't reached yet as a uh, quarter horse jockey, Brian? My biggest one, and, and it's funny, is my biggest one is I'm hoping to, before, before I, I do retire, or if I ever do, is to, is to have my 1,000th win. And, and people are going to think, you know what, you've been riding for over 20 years, you don't have that yet? Well, it's kind of tough when you, you, we only ride one day a week. Like we only race one, one, yeah, one race day a week from the last 20 years. In, in, we've, even when we had the purse money, we are going two days a week, which isn't a lot. Right with with anywhere from six to ten races on the card, um, it takes a long time to get up there. How often do you race in the U.S., Brian? Pardon me, sorry. How often do you race in the United States? Uh, how many how many times I what? I have raced. I mean, how often do you end up racing in the United States at some of the quarter horse races at American uh, tracks? I used, to, I used to race when I was uh, in my younger days, back when I was twenty twenty one. Um, we we're we we're racing. Um, at least every weekend in the States, uh, between Michigan, uh, we, I did a lot of racing in Michigan, which is the old Mount Pleasant racetrack, um, every Friday and Saturday. And then we would drive back from there to back up to Ajax Downs, race that card. And then, uh, I even got to race in Arlington park at the wind city dash back in two, back in 2008, I was at the wind city dash, uh, which is a state race in the Arlington park. Um, which was quite nice to do. Um, yeah, ever since then, uh, Mount Pleasant closed down, uh, and basically, I I just been stabled up here for the last the last fifteen years. So, you've got seven hundred and thirty eight winners plus, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is there one of those winners that really stands out to you in, in your career to this date? You know what, my best the best horse that ever I've ever ridden. Um, to this day is a horse that I broke back in 2002. Her name was Ghost Smashing Baby, um, trained and owned by, uh, Joe Tavares. Um, she had 39 starts, um, 27 wins, 10 seconds and two thirds, like a hundred percent in the money. She only made, it was funny cause we only made 148, she only made 148,000, but that was running with no money. Like we went stake races and stake race purses were $2,000, mm. right? Um, and we were going down to Michigan and, and went in down there for, we would drive down there for a stake race for 15 to $20,000. Um, yeah, she was just amazing, amazing horse. Um, funny too, she doesn't have much of a pedigree on her. Um, and, uh, yeah, she was just an amazing, amazing horse. And I, and I was able to break her. I was the only one, the rider and all, all her wins, all of her seconds and all of her thirds. That's amazing. Brian, thank you so much for joining us and shining a light on what it's like to be a quarter horse jockey. A lot of our listeners have been asking, but we really appreciate it and all the best the rest of the season. All right. Thank you very much for having me. I would like to say for, for families and friends and everybody to, to come up and see Ajax Down, we run every Wednesday and every third Sunday of the year, uh, right, up till, um, right up till October, and it would be fun to have new people come up and see the races. Absolutely. And then cheer on Brian Bell. That's what it should be all about. It is, it is. Thanks, Brian. No problem. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.
After the break, Larry Simpson will look at some racing action today around North America, including Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, and of course, some racing at several other North American tracks. So make sure that your HPI accounts and Dark Horse app are ready to work overtime today. Stick with us for Larry's much-anticipated Ponies Picks Today, sponsored by Rocket Ship Racing, Ponies. The radio magazine will be right back. Hang on. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Listen live at 1059theregion.com. Discover a new breed of excitement with Live Horse Racing. Ontario Racing represents 15 racetracks where you can experience the excitement of thoroughbred, standard bred, and quarter horse racing. To find the racetrack nearest you, go to ontarioracing.com. New to betting? Check out our Betting 101 page and learn about the HPI Bet Wagering Platform and the Dark Horse app. The best and safest online betting options. Get your horsepower at OntarioRacing.com and experience the excitement. Ontario Racing. Three breeds, one vision. The Horsemen's Benevolent and Protective Association of Ontario, the HBPA, has represented thoroughbred owners and trainers at Woodbine and Fort Erie racetracks since 1950. The HBPA promotes the exchange of ideas to further advance, market and preserve live racing in Ontario while offering new thoroughbred ownership opportunities. Membership to the HBPA is free for owners and trainers. For more information on the HBPA of Ontario, please visit our website at hbpa.on.ca. Lymphoma Canada and Ponies 24-7 recommend that you don't horse around with lymphoma. Lymphoma affects the lymphatic system of both horses and humans, and currently there are over 100,000 Canadians living with the disease. Lymphoma is also the most common cancer diagnosis for adolescents and young adults. Visit lymphoma.ca ponies to donate to the Don't Horse Around with Lymphoma campaign. With your help, we can promote early detection, assist newly diagnosed patients, and support lymphoma research. This is 105.9 The Region. Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine covering the world of horse racing is brought to you by Woodbine, Woodbine Mohawk Park, Ontario Racing, and Rocket Ship Racing. Over to your hosts, Jim Lang and Larry Simpson. Okay, before I wrap up our show, of course, what would Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine, be without a couple of possible betting opportunities and potential betting gems? As Larry gives us his Ponies Picks today, sponsored by our good friends at Rocket Ship Racing. Larry, take it away. Thanks, Jim. Let's uh, start at the Meadowlands. They have a 13-race uh, card. Race 5 is a one-mile pace for a purse of $12,500. The number 7 horse, you can't touch this. Great name. Great name. Looks uh, we, Well, we look for good names every week. Eh? So, Absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's one of my new handicapping strategies. <laughs> well, yeah, let's, let's bet by name. But anyway... Uh, number seven, you can't touch this. Looks very appealing in this spot tonight. Uh, he takes a class drop from a race that really wasn't too bad considering he had the seven hole and he finished fourth, uh, timed in 150 with the last quarter in 26 and four. Uh, you can't touch this, had missed a week of racing going into last week's race. And I like the fact that top driver Yannick Gingra is back in the bike. So, uh, uh, he should be able to carve out a pretty decent trip for, uh, uh, this horse, uh, you can't touch this. So the Meadowlands, race five, number seven, you can't touch this. And next? Uh, let's go to uh, Belmont Park. Belmont Park has an 11 race uh, card today, including the running of the $1 million Belmont Derby. But uh, 
Race eight is the grade three victory ride stakes for three-year-old fillies at six and a half furlongs on the dirt. Uh, Number two, Smash Ticket. Another good name. I I like that name. Yeah. Uh, basically smashed a field last time with an 11-length romp at Lone Star Park against a good allowance field. And in that race, uh, Smash Ticket took a 92-buyer speed rating, which is not only her lifetime best, but it's the best of the entire field on the page here. So uh, this filly has never missed the board in four lifetime starts with two wins, a second and a third. And today picks up the services of friend of the show, Mike Smith. Oh, Mike. Yeah. Uh, there's three works since that last romping win, including a one minute and one breeze at Lone Star on June the 23rd. So this horse looks uh, pretty sharp. So Belmont Park, race eight, number two, smash ticket. Excellent. Okay. Now Woodbine, we're kind of going backwards That's here. That's okay. But I thought it it's would your ch- show, Larry. Yeah, no, it would change the luck a little bit, right? We'll just switch everything around and see if we can get onto a streak Nothing here. Nothing all so, that. Yeah. So... Uh, Woodbine has a 10 race card, including the running of the uh, Alleywell Stakes at six and a half furlongs on the grass. Race six, though, is a maiden allowance for fillies and mares, three-year-olds and up. Number seven, Astrological, has had five career starts and actually debuted in the Fury Stakes last year in her first lifetime start. And interesting, it was on July the 10th, right? <laughs> <laughs> is that fate or what? Yes. So, but uh, since that race, Astrological has had kind of a stop-and-start career. But her last race on May 15th, I think, shows that this girl's ready to pop, where she finished a good second to a nice horse by the name of Mitzi, who subsequently went on from this race to win in a num winners of two, but was disqualified. So, you know, that, that's, uh, that's what you would call a key race that uh, Astrological came out of. So... This looks like it's all systems go for Astrological today. Woodbine, race six, number seven, Astrological. Anything else? Yeah, let's go to Woodbine Mohawk Park. They have a good 11 race card tonight. And race 10 is a one-mile pace for a purse of $18,000. Number three, Century Fury moved up to uh, this class last week at Mohawk. And despite racing parked out most of the race, he was able to finish third. And it was a closing third as Century Fury was actually getting to the first two horses at the wire. Uh, Century Fury paced his back half at a good 54 and 1. That's an excellent 54 and 1. That's excellent. And a final quarter in 27 and 2. I don't like the fact, though, that Century Fury is winless this year, but he's still been in the money 50% of the time. So uh, Doug McNair, McNair drove this guy two back, drives him again tonight. And he should be able to get a good trip from the three holes. So Woodbine Mohawk Park, race 10, number three, Century Fury. And Larry, some would say that horse is due. He's due. We're due. <laughs> we're due, absolutely. <laughs> uh, hello to our friends at Mark, the fans of horse racing. Uh, as always, thank you for joining us for this edition of Ponies 24-7, the radio magazine. A reminder, if you'd like to receive a free digital copy to the current issue of Ponies 24-7 magazine, it was released this week. Email Larry Simpson at the Ponies 247 Experience at gmail.com. And something interesting, Larry, it's called the Racer's Edge, a handicapping primer. And I think this is really, really important stuff that you put in the magazine, uh, looking at the nuts and bolts that do-it-yourselfers can get into handicapping and understanding the science that you and others use when picking horses. Yeah, the Racer's Edge is something, it was kind of a tagline that I used in other publications for a long time. And as 
as you know, I've I've been in the business quite a yes. long. Yeah, and uh, I, I've run seminars and still continue to run handicapping seminars and that for both the thoroughbred and the standard side. So basically what I put in these articles are just kind of tidbits to kind of help people to, you know, some fast facts of what to look for for if the horse has got a chance or a horse looks like he's live or not live or, or whatever and things to stay away from and uh, things that are, are, are good uh, elements that the horse is, is maybe on the improve in that. So. And I love in the article that you use some of the terminology that it's common for veteran handicappers, but an amateur... Uh, a, a sort of a weekend handicapper can use to their advantage when picking their horses. Yeah, it's it's like almost what you could say is a Cole's Notes, right? Yeah, a Cole's Notes edition of uh, of handicapping, and then that's I've always kind of structured my my handicapping articles like that, so that uh, you know the, you you take a, a basically a handicapping seminar and you're putting it into print, basically. So. And what also is nice about the magazine, not just our ad promoting the show, but uh, what, Larry, you've done is different racetracks around North America. You highlight their schedule. So people sometimes at this time of year are planning to take a little road trip, maybe go across the border to different states or different parts of the northeast area and check out different tracks. Yeah, there's there's schedules in there for Tioga and Vernon and uh, and the Meadowlands and uh uh, speaking of the Meadowlands, you've got the uh, Hamiltonian coming up uh, oh, yeah. on, on August the sixth uh, that weekend. So, uh, yeah, it's and the Meadowlands pace is uh, is uh, basically I think the eliminations are tonight, and the final for the Meadowlands pace is next Saturday. So we'll be talking about that, obviously. But uh, yeah, you're you're right. People are looking to. Uh, um, you know, do some traveling and, uh, you know, and I'm sure a lot of them want to go to maybe even Saratoga, which opens next week. So. And Larry, the best thing, you can just hop in your car and drive. And what I've seen at Pearson, I'd rather just hop in the car and drive to one of these tracks than well, ever go to the airport. As long as you got a passport, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. Uh, don't forget about the Ponies 24-7 Lymphoma Canada campaign, Don't Horse Around Lymphoma. For more information on this, go to the landing page, lymphoma.ca slash ponies, as even though the silent auction is over you can still donate to the cause stick around one five nine the region all weekend long the feed york region's only magazine show the legend and Romer is up next with many great interviews you don't want to miss it i'll be back here monday morning enjoy the races we'll talk to you soon take care ponies 24 7 the radio magazine with jim lang and larry simpson has been brought to you by woodbine woodbine mohawk park ontario racing and rocket ship racing Tune in next Saturday morning at 8 for more on the world of horse racing. This is 105.9 The Region.